Thanks for listening to GKG On Air. I'm Lindsay Gibbons, Golden Key Group's Manager of Marketing and Communications, and I have an awesome guest today. I'm here with Mike McGregor, GKG's Vice President of Customer Engagement, who also recently took the helm of our growth team. Mike is a retired colonel who specialized as a human resources officer in the Army prior to coming to GKG last year. So, Mike, I think to kick us off, could you just share a little bit more about your background in the military? Sure. Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me on today. This is pretty exciting. I think this is my first podcast I've ever done. So I appreciate you inviting me to come and share a little bit. So I kicked off my career in the Army in 1993 as a human resources officer. And a lot of times in the Army, folks will come in as another branch and then they'll transfer to be a human resource officer later in their career. I did just the opposite. I was a human resource officer for 29 years. So I did that in my entire career and I did it at every echelon in the Army. Uh, Great time, a lot of fun. Um, In that time frame, I did five deployments, or excuse me, four deployments for a total of five years, everywhere from Afghanistan to Iraq and Bosnia-Herzegovina. And I also culminated uh, my career as the director of personnel management uh, at Human Resources Command. Well, I know that's no small task to ask you to summarize 29 years of military experience in a in a podcast, but that's interesting. So what made you want to pursue human resources on the outset like that? So my degree for my undergraduate was actually in business management. And like you hear from a lot of army officers, I only plan to stay four years and then get out and, and join the corporate world and be a businessman in the corporate world. However, when you spend the first four years of your career in Germany, tend to love it. And I did. <laughs> and so I uh, spent four years over in Germany, came back and I went to the advanced course, the officer advanced course, and decided to stay. But I planned for it to about 10 years, and then it turned into 29. Don't ask me how that happened, uh, but it was a great time, so that's why I stayed. Yeah, famous last words, right? I'll serve for four years, and then I'll get out, and 29 years later. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, so could you talk a little bit more about that last role in the military for you? You were director of personnel management for the Army Human Resources Command in Fort Knox, Kentucky where I understand you kind of manage the talent and careers of over 370,000 enlisted personnel. I mean, what did that kind of day-to-day leadership and and management look like? It was kind of neat in a lot of ways. My official title was a director of enlisted personnel management, which meant that I managed the careers and the in the lives of all, you know, at the time, 385,000 of all enlisted soldiers in the army. So and that, that really takes it from everything what we would like to say is from cradle to grave. So uh, we make sure that their careers are managed, we bring them in properly, that we give them the right training. And then should something happen at the end, we make sure that they and their families are taken care of in those final moments as well. So the neat thing about that job was I got to use everything that I'd learned from being a lieutenant to being a colonel. And I got to bring all of that experience to bear as the director because I touched, you know, every facet, military facet of every soldier's life at that point. And so we were making decisions about training. We were making decisions about family members. We were making decisions about promotions and things like that. And I got to actually be involved and make a lot of great decisions on behalf of our soldiers um, using the 29 years of experience that I had. So it was pretty exciting. Yeah, I can imagine from a career standpoint, that must have been a pretty neat way to end your time in the military and in that role. One thing, and this kind of dovetails into my next question about transitioning from military to the civilian world. I know you and Gretchen, GKG's CEO, have similarly been interested in, you know, innovation and a vision for kind of modernizing 
HR in in the federal government. Were you doing some of that work in that role? I was actually. We were we were doing a, a lot of cutting edge um, things where we were incorporating technology into a lot of different processes that we used um, that had really been antiquated for a long time. And and I say antiquated in the fact that humans were doing it, but it could have been enabled a whole lot better by automation, if that makes sense. And so we we started looking for those areas when I first got to uh, EPMD, and and we were looking for those areas where we could enhance you know, the human resource experience with automation. The big thing that we never wanted to do, or and I would always say, you know, stand by my mantra is, we never want to remove the human from human resource management. But at the same time, there's a lot of areas where automation and, and AI and things like that today can enable that. One of the big things that we did while I was there was we automated our assignment process. And we actually, it was actually a great news story because we ended up giving um, a lot of the freedom back to our soldiers and our NCOs. So when what used to happen back in the old days was that uh, you know we'd send them out a list of three assignments, and you got to pick from those three assignments as to which you know your assignment you wanted to go to next. While I was there, we completely turned the assignment process on its head. And so what we did was we held a what we called an open market, and we did this via automation. And a team in, within EPMD had actually built this product for us, which was pretty amazing in itself. So what we would do on a quarterly basis is we would open up. The market and every NCO or, or uh, soldier who was in that market at that time got to see every assignment that was available across the, the entire United States Army for their specialty and in, in their uh, military occupational specialty, and that was something that had never been done before. So, you know, most of the time when a when an assignment officer call, you say, "Well, here's you know two assignments, and one of those is Korea, so pick one." But so this what happened during the time frame I was there is that we really kind of opened up the aperture and let every non-commissioned officers see every assignment that was available, and then they got to rank them um, via this automated process. And then we actually used that ranking to make the assignment. Um, and when we first built this, you know, we had a lot of naysayers um, out in the field that would say, well, yeah, that sounds good, but we still know what you're doing behind closed doors. Or, But then the proof was in the pudding when the actual assignments came out and they actually like got one of their top three. During our first assignment cycle that we used the marketplace, our satisfaction rate went from about 42% so over 79% of our NCOs were like thrilled with the fact that they actually got to have a say in their career. Um, and then that we actually listened to it. They felt like, you know, when we gave our assignments back to um, EPMD that they listened to us and they gave us what we were looking for. So just an example of where we could use automation to enable the human resource process and make it a little bit better. Yeah, that's a great example. It almost sounds like in a way similar to the residency matching system. I don't know if it does. Close at all, but it is. Mm -hmm. that makes sense to see what your options are before only getting three to choose from <laughs> without necessarily having a say in, in what those were. Okay, so switching gears a little bit, can you talk about your transition from military to the civilian world? Sure. You know, it's it's one of those things that I'll never forget when I talked to my deputy the first time and I said, thinking about retiring and and I'm not sure if it's the right decision or should I stay or and he said Mike the hardest thing will be is making the decision once you make the decision everything else will come easy to you and I thought wow that's that's kind of a big statement and I think the big thing is transitioning out of the army I was retiring so I wasn't a younger soldier who was who needed to find another job or needed to find college or or you know or something like that I knew when I retired that I could live comfortably off of my retirement pay and be just fine but but I also knew there was another part of me that was like, well, you're not going to sit at you know sit at home on the couch and eat bonbons all day. And so, 
Uh, Gretchen and I had actually become great friends through several um, events that the Adjutant General Corps you know, Regimental Association had hosted, and she was a big supporter um, of the AGCRA and of mentoring younger soldiers and younger officers. And so she and I got to know each other, and um, and I really love the fact that she prided herself in hiring, I think right now we sit at 50, 51% veterans in GKG, and she was very proud of the fact that she supported not only the government and in the Department of Defense, but also supported, you know, kind of helping soldiers transition and officers transition uh, to become, you know, members of GKG. So um, I had never thought of, you know, doing government contracting. And um, and so I looked at other jobs as I was getting ready to transition and had several other offers. And she'd come on board, I think it was actually at our Kentucky Derby ball last year. And she said, I understand you're getting ready to retire and you don't want to be a, a contractor, she said, but give me a call in about six weeks. And so in July, I gave her a call and she said, you know, I know you don't want to do this, but here's what I'm going to offer you. And I thought, well, you know, it's kind of right up my alley. She said, I know you like to talk to people, so client engagement will be perfect for you. <laughs> and I thought, are you tell me you have a big mouth? Or, <laughs> And so so I thought, you know what, let me do this. And I have I have loved every moment of it and uh, thoroughly enjoy working with Golden Key Group and with Gretchen and the team. And, um, and again, it just feels like family. So that was great because that's kind of the, you know, as you all know, serving in the Army, it's one big family. Um, and so coming to transition to Golden Key Group was just like joining another family, which was great. Um, and then I have several DOD, you know, several Army uh, brothers and sisters who are working with us. So it makes it even better. Yeah. So what would your advice be to others transitioning out of the military, whether, you know, they're more senior at retirement age or they did actually serve the four years and then <laughs> and then get out? It sounds like the, you know, AGCRA was a great opportunity for you to meet people who are in the civilian world, um, as well as, you know, supporting army HR. I mean, do you recommend that soldiers are part of groups like that? Or, you know, what, what would some of your guidance be for them? And my advice always, one of the things that I always told our younger soldiers and anybody that was part of our group was, you know, if you're looking for mentorship and you're looking for, you know, people to guide you, don't look in your office every day. Because we're way too busy to to do the mentorship and the leadership, you know, mentoring that we need to in the office. And so you need to look for it elsewhere. And that's why I always told them AGCRA is that place. Because not only do you get to meet senior officers and senior enlisted personnel on a different level, but you also get to interact with, you know, civilian counterparts, for example, GKG, who is always a huge supporter. And the biggest thing is sometimes we get very insulated in the Army. And so we move from post to post. I mean, you could literally live on post and survive three years living on post in a in a city somewhere and never go outside post and you'd be just fine. Which is what tends to happen with a lot of our younger soldiers is that what we they become what we call barracks rats. And so they end up, end up staying on post and they never leave post and they don't go out and explore. The challenge with that is if you do that for your first enlistment of four years and you never have met anybody outside of, you know, outside of your post or anybody in the civilian world. Then when you retire, you leave or you, you know, you get out of the army, what are you going to do? You're going to go right back to what you know, which means you're normally going to go back to your hometown and podunk wherever. And you're not going to, you're not going to continue using the things, the tools that, you know, that we taught you in the army. And so my advice to anybody would be is get out and explore the city or the town that you're in and get to know the people outside of the the post gates, Um, because those people are going to make it easier for you to transition. Um, a perfect example of that here in, in Kentucky or here in Louisville is a group called USA Cares. So USA Cares comes in um, and they actually do an apprentice program for senior uh, enlisted officers and senior soldiers. And so at those points, those are like people that can help you transition easily from military to the civilian sector because they already have all the contacts. 
And the great thing with Golden Key Group is through the AGCRA, I got to meet Gretchen. Um, and then Gretchen ended up being you know, key to my successful transition. Um, so that's what I'd recommend for a successful transition. Yeah, well, I know we're doing a podcast, so you couldn't see me nodding away during that response. But <laughs> I, so much resonated with me, even as a military brat, you know, right. the whole three high schools, two different states, one different country. I I <laughs> totally get how, from my perspective, I could live on the post and never leave. I mean, it had school, friends, and Taco Bell. So I was You I were was perfect. Um, but <laughs> I like that idea. Don't look in in your office every day because I think that is the first place people think to look, you know, for mentors and to make more connections. So just mm -hmm. great advice all around. And, and similar. Think, oh, go I ahead. Looking, no, I said I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think looking back, some of the greatest mentors I, I ever had, um, senior officers and senior, uh, you know, enlisted NCOs, were I never worked with them. I met them in other ways and. They, I never directly worked with them or for them, but through organizations, they be, just became great mentors. Even to this day, there are people that I still pick up the phone and call that I never worked for, but were just always there. Yeah, no, that's that is great advice and great to hear from someone who has a, a very impressive background that that was impactful for you. So I think I just have one more question. And now that you've seen both sides, you've supported HR operations in the army, and now you're supporting it as a civilian. From a DOD perspective, GKG supports HR operations in the army and Air Force and, and some of the other branches. And then from a civilian perspective as well, GKG supports HR at, at the Department of Commerce, for example. Now that you've been on both sides, how do you kind of describe how a company like GKG can support federal HR. Yeah, I think the I think the greatest thing that I've seen in you know in the short 6 months that I've worked with Golden Key Group is the fact that number one the excitement of from GKG folks who work for GKG as contractors, the excitement that they have in their job. You know, I've done I've had the opportunity to to be on, you know, numerous interview panels and just get to see the young talent that's out there. Um, and the young talent that's competing for, you know, our contracting positions, it's it's just amazing. And the background that they bring to the table and, and the toolkit that they bring to the table is amazing. For GKG as a, as a company, I think the, the thing that has impressed me the most, like we just talked about, was the automation piece. The ability to, to look at processes that are done by humans and look to see how we can automate some of those processes. Again, you know, Gretchen will say it all the time that we never want to remove the human from human resources, but to enable that, uh, that capability or to enable those processes by automating some of those things that, that are just redundant that humans do all the time, right? I think a lot of that is information, you know, sharing, information pulling, how we do records management and things like that. Those are the exciting things that I see Golden Key Group getting into, automating those processes that I think are going to pay huge dividends in the future. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mike. I really enjoyed learning more about you and your career and, and the exciting things that you're working on at GKG. And you certainly bring a wealth of knowledge to our team. And I know we're all so glad to have you here. So thank you again. Well, thank you again, Lindsay. It was great talking to you. I appreciate it. And everyone else, we will see you next time on GKG On Air.